Yes, family. Yes, welcome back, y'all. Before we get started, I want to send out a few uh, shout-outs to some of our supporters. Uh, this week, I want to thank Bill Sims, Marge Kanusik. I know I butchered that, and I'm sorry. Uh, we had one from Anonymous, and we have Nina Berg, and everyone else who has donated recently and from day one. Thank you all. I don't think you mess up. We're just blaming on your Texan accent. I did. I know I butchered her name. <laughs> no. Um, and something we haven't done in a very long time, which I don't know why we stopped doing this, but a quick reminder about the support meetings, support online support yeah. groups that we have. Monday and Fridays at 1130 Eastern is for anyone with Lewy body seeking a diagnosis or caregivers. Thursday at 4.30 Eastern is just those with Louie Buddy. You carry in as Louie Buddies. And then 3 p.m. Eastern on Saturdays is for spouses only Zoom. The Zoom links are under the announcements on our, in the announcements page on both the Louie Body roller coat. Look, I'm pointing as if people are, <laughs> people <laughs> listening can see what I'm doing. They're under the announcements on the Louis Body Roller Coaster Podcast Facebook page and the and Curry's Our Journey with Louis Body page. Please don't be shy. I trust trust me when I say you won't regret joining because you're going to meet some pretty amazing people and quickly call them your Louis family. And you can come and just listen in. You don't have to turn on your camera if you don't want uh, the first time. We don't usually we get people that do that every now and then, which is. Mm-hmm. Not a big deal. Um, so consider joining one of those meetings. We'd love to. We'd love to meet you. Yeah, we even in our Louie buddy meeting on Thursdays. You know, we've got people who have never turned their camera on, but yet they're always there with us. You know, uh, some of them don't even turn their microphone on, but eventually they eventually they come around and they do. Mm-hmm. You know, they just have to get used to it. But yeah, and as always, we want to remind our listeners that we're not giving medical advice. We're just merely sharing experiences. And this week, we want to welcome back well, one of my favorite people, Miss Tipa Snow. Tipa, thank you for uh, sharing some more time with us to help our listeners. I'm so glad to be with you. You're one of my favorite people. You guys, what you do for Louie Body is, is huge. Um, and you've been in the, in the work of doing this for a while now. So this yeah. is, you know, this is not a new rodeo for y'all. You've been mm. around a good while. Yeah, it's strange, Carrie. It's been... This year, technically, well, it's been three years, right? Three years, September. Yeah, three years, yeah. Which is crazy how time flies. Yeah. Um, and Tika, I want to I tell you, normally we, when we have you on here, this is your third or fourth time on here, uh, but normally when we have you on here, we're asking you questions about uh, Louis Body, uh, living with Louis Body, what the caregivers need to watch out for. Today, we're kind of, uh, we've got you on here to talk about your stuff. Uh, um, we've never had you just talk about your stuff. And that's what we're going to do today. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's however you want to do it. You know, I'm I'm game for whatever you're up for because mm-hmm. I go with the flow, ride the roller coaster wherever it takes us. So, yeah, I'm just telling you, Curry's like, we really need, there's Tipa's doing so much that we mm-hmm. haven't shared that we really needed her to come back on. So I welcome again, welcome back, Tipa. Thanks, Linda. Um, one of our missions with the podcast is to provide, which we were just talking about, 
helpful suggestions and information on all aspects of Lewy body dementia. And we wanted you to come back to share more about your mission and all the things you provide people living with dementia as well as their caregivers. So yeah, Tiva, welcome, welcome back, my friend. Uh, Thank you. Can you share? Yes, ma'am. Can you share with our listeners what your pack is and what yeah. all it entails, and also how it can help both patients and caregivers, and maybe some information on the De- December pack conference that I just attended with you all. And I've got yeah. to say, it was very well done, and I learned a lot, and and I, I took a lot away from it I, with me. I sure did. Well, I'm going to say one of the reasons it was so successful is that we had so many people living with dementia who took the time to pre-record with us so that their message that they wanted to share out was available for people to hear as part of our presentations. So every presentation we did had people living with dementia in highlighted pieces where they would share their lived experience. And I think that idea of this is somebody who's living with the condition, who's identifying what is the challenge, what's the satisfaction, what's the important thing about this. And so I don't need to speak for people who can speak for themselves. My goal is to set us up so that more people listen. Um, And so my work with Positive Approach to Care is to turn the narrative around because the narrative that's out there is that still for way too many people, over 90% of the public still believe that when we say the word dementia, it automatically translates into Alzheimer's. And Alzheimer's means you have a memory problem. So if somebody like Curry were to say, well, you know, that conference you went to, I really liked the session, the second session that you had in the morning where you talked about da-da-da, their brain would say, see, that's evidence he doesn't really have dementia. It's just like, what part of dementia? You know, it's really that moment where you go, hang on, wow, we have a lot of work to do. And, you know, the work that you all do, you've been doing for three years. I've been at this for over 40 now. Wow. <laughs> coming up to 43, no, 44. I'm moving up to 45 years. <laughs> this year will be my 45th year trying to help people move out of this idea of when you have a diagnosis, you're going to die. Um, it's horrible. It's awful. It'll be an awful death. It'll be an awful life. Once you get this, man, it is awful. And it's just memory problems. And the memory gets so bad, you won't remember anybody. You won't be able to talk. You will just be unable to do anything. And it's like, wait, whoa, you know, this whole thing. So this has been going on a long time. And I've been working in another direction, which is, wait, people still have so many abilities. How dare you? Um, And people are so varied. There isn't one thing called dementia. This is an umbrella term. And so my original work was solo. I worked, I mean, I was teaching at UNC School of Medicine, trying to get interns and medical students and residents and other healthcare providers to recognize that dementia is this really complex thing. It's not simple and it deserves really, really focused attention because there are things we can do. Um, And that was that was a hard sell. Um, but that was what we we worked on and working in school of nursing, occupational therapy, and then working for the Alzheimer's Association and saying, mm, we need to call this the Dementia Association. Yeah, yeah, but we got a brand. And it's like, 
Yeah. But right. you're inaccurate. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't do well with inaccurate. So eventually it was like, yeah, I can't keep doing this because that's not how it works for me. And it's not that I don't support, you know, the work that's being done. I just want it to be accurate mm-hmm. because it's not fair to people living with different dementias to all be lumped in a box and and then to be told, well, I'm not even sure you have dementia because you you don't look like the other people. And I need to give you a sleep med because that's one of the problems that you're having. And I'm, you know, and you know, Alzheimer's yeah. plus psychosis. And it's like, whoa, 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 this, <laughs> hang on. So early on, I, you know, I started recognizing, boy, I don't fit in that box. So we created a company um, where we actually, I was showing people things you could do, ways you could approach, things you could say, how you could show. So rather than say, you want to have an interview? And the person going, huh? I go, something to drink while I hold a coffee cup. I gesture at the coffee cup. I put my body off to the side of the coffee cup. So the coffee cup is in the center view of the person. And I simplify the language. And interestingly enough, people go, no, I'd rather have a Coke. <laughs> it's like, gotcha. And it's like, well, she never, I never had her do that. And it's like, well, I bet she never did that either. So mm-hmm. a lot of it is discovery and having people try it out themselves and try it on themselves. And suddenly everybody's brain starts going, oh, I didn't like that. And it's like, hmm. So that resistance to care you were getting? Wonder if it's what you were doing and how you were doing it. Let's mm. trade it up and see what happens. So I'm a I'm a big believer in let's let's have experiences. And from those experiences, let's change how we do what we do. Yeah. So that's how it all started. Yeah. There's I know right. I've said many a time it's so frustrating when um I, I tell the story when I took Jim to his urologist and nurse came in and I, I would tell them right away, he's got Lewy body dementia. And, sh- and she said, oh yeah, people with dementia. And I was like, no, no, stop. Like, stop. Like, you can't put them all in the same basket. You know, they're, uh, everyone is, and then I was always, I was being a teacher, I was always trying to educate the other, the other people. Or, or the time when he went, had to go to the ER or, I don't know, back spasms, which disappeared um, the next day. But I would say you have, you know, he's got Lewy body dementia. And then the nurse started, like, talking really loud, like, hello, Mr. Sapula. And I was like, no, no, he's not deaf. He just has, <laughs> he's got mm-hmm. Lewy body dementia. And it was just, yeah, it, 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 there definitely needs to be a bigger education on. And that has not I mean, like, I would say for all the work we've all done, I mean, it feels like we've touched this many people and every time we turn around, there's new people and new mm-hmm. people and new people. And and so, you know, at Positive Approach at PAC, we now have a national and international presence as wow. we do outreach and we have certifications that allow people to become certified trainers or coaches or consultants or engagement leaders or champion teachers. Um, and since with COVID, we figured out how to do it virtually as well mm. as how to do it in person. Yeah, um, that, yeah. That, so we, we do a lot of work with people who would who would be um, professionals or family members who are now entering the realm of providing support and care, mm-hmm. and and really trying to help them enter this role with greater awareness, knowledge, and then skills, so that 
people living with dementia have a better shot and they have a better shot at having a good quality life as opposed to lots of trauma and drama, which is bad enough, especially with Lewy body. Of all the dementias, I mean, talk about your drama and trauma um, because it hits that core brain. A lot of things flip when you don't intend them to. Yeah, she set you right up for your question, Curry. She did. And (laughs) before I ask that question, I've got to tell you, while I'm thinking of it, uh, my wife just think you just thinks you are the cat's meow. Uh, she just loves you to death. She really does. Well, I would say the other Linda. <laughs> yes, the other Linda. It's sort of that moment where White it's like Linda. we've got two Lindas here. Yeah. But yeah. that Linda is truly, I know you've called her your saint and your savior and your, mm-hmm. you know, not to be off the target, but an angel. Um, yeah. And I would say she is a super smart woman who knows just right how to support you in those spaces when to back off when to move forward and when to get help mm-hmm. yeah she's learned a lot from you tifa she really yeah. has she really needs to be a saint to deal with him because he's yeah. he's a booger <laughs> yeah well she was a saint when he was a truck driver too. yeah true. she was that's true she that's was. true she, she still is <laughs> and he's still a booger yeah i am <laughs> but Tifa, uh, on your PAC webpage, it shows you have PAC certifications and training options. Uh, can you share more on this and, and who they're for and all that? Yeah. So we offer an in-depth, I mean, so we do really lightweight stuff, which we have a lot of free stuff. We have a lot of things available. We have a YouTube channel. We have presence on Facebook and LinkedIn, and all of that's a lot of free stuff. We also, though, do offer in-depth training where, unlike most programs, it's not you come to a workshop and then you walk away and you have the content and you can do what you want to. Mm -mm. When we train someone, we actually want them to develop the knowledge and skill to use the content in the way in which we intended it to be used. And we always have someone living with dementia as part of our mentor team, whether it's virtual or in person, to make sure that what we're doing is in sync with what people living with the conditions of dementia are comfortable with. And they can bring their own experience to the certification. These are um, usually three-day programs where you come, you have to practice, you have to get feedback, you have to do it. And then you have a mentor that you work with for another six to eight to 12 weeks. And then you have to show us at the end, you've got a basic, you got the basics and you're doing it. And then every year you got to come back and show us you're still doing it Um, because we don't just... Like put a little, yeah, here's your money. Oh, yeah, good. Here, you're good. Mm -mm. This is about really helping to change the culture. And the only way to do that is help people change and get comfortable with being in this different space and getting the awareness and knowledge that we think is essential. I mean, absolutely essential so people get better care. Because you can't give good care when you don't even know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And you don't understand what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. And and you, Kari, told me about that he attended it. Um, and that he said he really, really got a lot out of it. I really so. did. I mean, it was so informational. It really was. Well, we we worked really hard to make sure whether people were new and they hadn't ever heard much about dementia and PAC or whether they've been with us a while and they, they're very familiar with a lot of our stuff, that regardless, any way, there would be something new there for everyone. And part of the way that we did that was to bring people living with dementia 
into the content. So, I mean, I couldn't do all my content until I got everybody's messages. And then that allowed me to figure out how to take one message, link it to the next, get the audience to really be aware of what that meant um, and get them to think hard and work with their their teammates out there in the in the room or at home. So they were asking questions of themselves, not just sitting and vegging out while they were watching and cooking supper, which is all too often how virtually many people are getting content is they're busy doing something else and they're sort of half listening. Mm-hmm. And we we try hard to make people want to pause for a second and go, what'd you just say about that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, get you curious. Yeah. That's that's great. Are you having any more train? Are you going to have a trainings in 2024? We are. We have both virtual every month. We have something virtually. And every month we are now having trainings here in North Carolina. So we have in the last year started a nonprofit and it's called Snow Approach Foundation. And we have a physical presence here in Hillsborough, North Carolina, where for the last year we've been building a community of people living with dementia their family members, and sometimes their providers, so that we have a local group of people that we provide support and service for. But they also then turn around and become teachers for people when they come here. So they get a chance to actually do things with people who are local. So we have, oh, about three people living with Lewy body, um, some who are quite young and some who are older. Um, we have folks with frontal temporal dementias. We have folks with various types of vascular dement, various vascular conditions. Um, we have someone with CTE. We have somebody with posterior cortical atrophy. Um, we've got someone else in the mix who, oh, we have several folks we're living with Alzheimer's, um, some young onset, some not. And we have all these different family configurations. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's our, we truly want to build a dementia competent community here in this area so that, you know, whether you're lost or not, whether you have dementia or not, you could go to the fire department and they wouldn't go, oh, we need to call the police and get you back. It would just be, hey, Deepa, hey, so I see you're out. Does Dick know where you are? It's like, mm-hmm. I don't know. And it's like, I was with him, but then I turned around and he's gone. And it's like, oh, okay. Tell you what, have you got your bracelet on? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we want people to feel like they could move through town. They could pick something up at the store and not pay for it. And people would be like, huh, I know her. So, you know, this idea of building a community that's not a segregated, it's not off somewhere where we have to pretend like it's a community. This is a real community. Um, and we're working with hotels and restaurants and everything around to make this a doable thing. So when people come, they feel the difference because somebody came last year and said, you can't tell who has to mention who doesn't in this group. It's like, <laughs> works for me. <laughs> yeah, that's that's, right? that's positive. And before I ask you your next question, um, I appreciate that you you had people with the dementias part of the program because that's I think one of the main missions that we were on is not just to hear from me and Curry every week, but to bring other people with Louis body on so they can share how they're feeling. Because we all know if you meet one Louis patient, you met one Louis patient, and I, you meet I think one person you met one, and yeah, you, yeah, and I, yeah. <laughs> I think lots that's of things about us. that's why. We, we've had so many people reach out to us and so many, you know, listeners to the podcast because, I don't know, they just, we just felt the need to hear from other caregivers too, but 
from the actual people. So I appreciate that you had uh, people of all with all dementias involved in in your conference. That's we did. We had them presenting, but we also had. We always, whenever we do a program, anyone living with dementia, we offer it free to them. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a free conference if you want to come great. virtually. And we had, I mean, anybody who wanted to come in person and was presenting had presented by creating the the recorded thing. We we supported their coming if they wanted to come because some people made the effort. They were able to tolerate being there, but a lot of folks can't tolerate that trip. And so we right. wanted to support people either way. That's but, great. Yeah, we had a large number of folks coming who lived with dementia. Um, and who do, and they were just part of the audience as well. That, that's great. So yeah. um, it, it was really a great thing. It really was. I, I urge, I urge anyone who can attend it next year, really need to do it. Thanks, mm -hmm. thanks, Carrie. You'll take a lot from away from it. Yeah. Well, and, and like I said, you 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 were raving about it, so that's great. So. Yeah. Um, we also have scholarships available for family yeah. members if, you know, if that's an issue for families that don't have the funding. We can, I mean, we work on scholarships all the time. I mean, both for certification, but also for events that we do. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we're not, we, quote unquote, PAC is a for-profit company that runs like a nonprofit. <laughs> Basically, everything we get, we put back in. Right. That's the goal of it. <laughs> well, you definitely can, can tell that, that, you know, you're, you're, on a mission, and you're going to make it happen no matter yeah. how you need to. Um, <clears throat> sorry there. Uh, so you, as you've been sharing, you've been providing many ways to help others. So we wanted to ask you to share about some of them a little more in depth. Um, yeah. So let's talk about TIP, about your talk with TIPA, which used to be TIPA 10. Where is that, and where <laughs> can people view it, yeah. view or, and or listen? Yeah. So every morning on Facebook for when we started the pandemic, the very first sort of like second week of the pandemic, it was like, oh, we got to do something because everybody's trapped. And this is, you know, we don't know how long it'll last. So we started, we, we talked about TIPA for 10 and we would talk. Gonna make it 10 minutes long. And we lied. And we quit lying because there wasn't a white lying about it. We often went for 20 minutes, sometimes a half hour. like, and so what well, almost, you know, so every morning on Facebook, it's either live or recorded at 8 a.m. Eastern. Uh, and on Sunday, I have my grandsons. So on Sunday, it's um, uh, looking at changing brains in a different direction. And you can often watch mine change as I'm working with two grandkids. Mm -hmm. You can watch my brain go. <laughs> Who thought she, this was a good idea? <laughs> when she has her grandsons on there, it's it's great to watch them. Uh, she she is. I wish I had taught my grandkids the way she's teaching hers. I'll say that. Well, I can tell you that there are times it's like, ah, who <laughs> came up with this cooking project? <laughs> oh wait, how how old are your grandsons? Oh, we've been doing it since, um, let's see, Brayden was two when we started, and now he's five. So, okay. And this other one, Benji, is seven. So he was, you know, like, so uh, <laughs> it, was, it was always an interesting thing. And so that's my Sunday. And so then at the end of it, we try hard to come back to, okay, so these are developing brains, but if we have brains that are deteriorating and somebody doesn't want to do what you want, what did you notice about what I did and what I chose and why? Because it's like humans are humans and whether they're getting 
getting older, whether they're getting younger or whatever they're doing, you know, figuring that out. So every morning on Facebook now, it's time with Tipa. And um, we sometimes answer questions. I will have read articles. And so I'll share, oh, here's an interesting thing. Did you know that not sleeping increases your risk of developing a dementia? And it's like, yeah, let's talk more about that. What did they actually find out? So I'll go through articles or we'll respond to a question like, what do I do when? I'll have people on who um, have written a book or have a piece of equipment or have something that they're curious they want to share. And it's like a story they want to share, something they've done, um, something they want to do. And we'll have them on. Um, so we do a whole variety of things on Time with Tipa. But, you know, usually yeah, somewhere, sometimes short is five to seven if I'm in an airport or <laughs> up to half an hour if we get carried away. We try to keep it shorter, but sometimes we get a little carried away. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I, uh, she has done it outside of hotels, you know, <laughs> uh, wherever she had to go to get, get uh, internet. internet. I think one time they had called a fire alarm and I'm standing yeah. in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, this wasn't anticipated. Got to do what you got to do. Again, I, I urge anyone who gets up early in the morning, go watch Talk with uh, Time with Tipa because you'll learn a lot between her and what her and Matthew, Matthew put out there. Matthew is the guy who helps her on that, and they yeah. they do a terrific job, folks. And Matthew is a PT assistant, so his background is rehab in in facilities and hospitals, but he's been with PAC now for a good long while. And Matthew's just a really super wonderful guy. He's from Kansas. Um, so he lives out in Kansas, but we, so he's up an hour earlier, just like Curry would be up an hour earlier. I think Curry's come on a couple of times and talked. Mm -hmm. um, so we invite, we often have people, they can say, I'd really like to do it. And we'll say, well, come on on. We'll just either pre-record it if it's too early in the morning for you. And so if folks, you know, want to get up with us and say, oh, I have a question, but I also want to talk. And it's like, okay, well, come on. Um, it's our way of like being available. So mm -hmm. we try to make ourselves available, I guess, is what that's all about. Yeah, we came on. Um, yeah, when I met when I met Curry yeah. for the first time in person. Yep. Yeah, um, that was cool. Yeah, that I remember when that was happening when you were making your journey. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When we yeah we did it well. Curry makes fun of me because it took me twelve days to drive from <laughs> New Orleans to Texas. Oh, it did. I've never uh, seen it taking one friggin' days. Are you kidding well, me? It and my and. Three days. and Took yeah. her three days to get from three New days. Orleans. Oh my heavens! Well, well, I had news, a, how much gas did you waste? Well, the, <laughs> the problem was Jim, my husband. His, I hear you. His, yeah. we couldn't get the RV noise <laughs> settled enough, and we could only drive like two hours, two and a half hours, maybe sometimes an hour and a half. Where we literally had to stop because I could tell he it was making him feel crazy. So, you know, I had to do yeah. what I had to do, uh, you know, and it so didn't matter. Now, Linda, I'm curious. You made me real curious about that. You said here, and I wonder if it was the vibration of the of the RV. I think it was um, his depth no perception. Noise. Yeah, the noise for sure. The vibration okay. um, to his depth perception, like... He, you know, there's so many windows in yeah, an RV. There's so that many windows. It was hard to. The only time and that he, long bridge. How was that long bridge? He, he was. I tried to make him sit in a seat where he wasn't watching where uh -huh. we were driving. But the only time he really tolerated it 
a little bit more was I was able to pull one of the windows down. I really wish I had a curtain to put over mm -hmm. the front so he couldn't see out, Thanks. like in retrospect. But, and I had my friend who was traveling with us sit at the table with him and play cards. So gotcha. he was distracted, but um, I, I can't drive for long periods of time because of my, my back situation. Yeah. So yeah. it was just, um, you know, I look back, there's a lot of things I wish I would have done differently, but we tried and we realized on that trip that he wasn't going to be able to make these RV trips that, you know. The goal, I, the plan, but the magic and then well, the reality. We, we had an yeah. RV for 12 years when the kids were younger, so it was not like it was a new. It wasn't an unfamiliar thing. Right, but it was just, um, and then you don't realize we normal so-called normal people um, can tolerate noise like like the RV was making, and then when you have to really listen, like okay, what's he hearing? It it was it was noisy, and then God forbid, my friend would drive over one of the rumble strips. That was it, you know. Like oh. we were pretty much done for the day. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I just remember we we jumped yeah. on when I was at Curry's house in Texas. Yeah, the same Funny went on that journey isn't it we just sort of yeah. like that memory back and then us teasing you a little bit it was like actually it was it was a long trip i remember he he made me sleep with the chickens he put me in the chicken bin the end. pen and <laughs> look i call it a chicken bin chicken bin chicken pen, chicken pen. we have pictures <laughs> we in west virginia we call them a coop yeah um, yeah. I thought you said poop. I'm like, yes, no, exactly. no. I had chicken poop all over no, my no, clothes. No. Coop. Coop. <laughs> yeah. She laid down in the kitchen in the chicken pen. <laughs> Just, yeah. And, well, and there you go. I was like, it's not a place to be. <laughs> I got to post it. I went to visit Curry and he stuck me in the chicken pen. <laughs> that was a great Curry, trip. Texas. Yeah. It was hard to get up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. We're going to stop here for this week. Tune in next week for part two of our talk with Tipa. This is Linda. And Curry, signing off.